All right, what's good, everybody? Um, this is Marcus again. This is episode three, and we are actually talking about preparation for black men to be prepared to be husbands. And I have my very first guest on the podcast today, um, Manny Hall. Um, and I will let him kind of introduce himself just a little bit so we can go ahead and get started. So, Manny. Thank you so much, Marcus, for having me on. I feel so honored and excited to uh, be your first one and to be on the show, period, because like, I see great things for this. Uh, this is awesome. Um, so, yes, I'm Manny Hall. I'm married. My wife and I have um, six beautiful children. We're blended. I didn't have all six by myself. Um, <laughs> I'm the author of three books. First one is called Who's Managing Your Life in 30 Days of Management as well as No More Discounts. You can find them all on my website, um, www.mannyhall.com. But um, right now, like, I am totally focused on trying to be the best husband, father, and friend I can be to my wife and being a great father. I'm a businessman. I have a company called Manny Hall & Associates where I help people really unlock their dreams and tell their stories effectively on social media, uh, whether they're an entrepreneur, influencer, small business owner, big business owner, whatever. So that's just a little bit about me. Okay. All right. So you said you mentioned you wrote three books. Yes. Um, and are mostly all three of them focused on the concept or the of relationships? Yeah, for the most part. I would definitely say they are. Um, so the first one, Who's Managing Your Life, was really about taking responsibility of, of yourself and not doing a blame game of what somebody else did to you or the suggestion that they made. We ultimately are responsible for every single part of our life. So I deal with things like our emotions, mm -hmm. our future, our dreams, um, your relationships, your mind, your mouth. Because if we can't manage our mouth, Marcus, we get ourselves in a whole lot of trouble. Right. So then, you know, the other ones is just really about owning up to who you are as it relates to the other individuals. But the last one is specifically really dealing with relationships as a whole. Um, so whether you're in business, whether you are in a romantic relationship, friendship, whatever, that you don't have to give people discounts. You don't have to allow them to treat you in any kind of way just because they're attached to you. Mm -hmm. Now, when you wrote these books, what kind of mindset were you in like were you in a like the single capacity were you yes. in a relationship married or like what yeah i was i was totally single i was um finalizing a divorce actually mm -hmm. around that time and things were tough like constantly being in prayer talking to the lord he said i want you to write a book on management so i said cool so i'm thinking it's gonna be like a business book but no it was just about life management and during that time i said I'm going to use all this pain that's inside of me productively. And that's when I wrote the first book. And once I had that done, and, you know, I started putting it out there on social media and all that. And I ended up writing another one. So I wrote all three books within a year. Wow. Did you ever see yourself, like, being an author? No. I, I knew that God wanted me to do some stuff. An author, it just seemed, like, too far-fetched, though. Like, I can't do that. Like... And you know what, Marcus, I've never said this on an interview, but I'll say it here, that the person that people see, I feel like, is a real me, but y'all have no idea how hard it took to change that. Mm. Because, like, I was that young dude that 
talked with slang, real hood, real ghetto, didn't know how to talk, didn't know how to not say his words, none of that. Mm-hmm. And it took me really observing other people that were places that I wanted to be. Right. And I I figured that if I can copycat part of who y'all are, I can become somebody amazing. Mm-hmm. So it took, okay, y'all read a lot of books? Okay, cool. Y'all be listening to motivational videos? Cool. So y'all don't talk slang like you have learned to not be phony and fake, but talk the way you talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. So if you one of my dudes, I'm going to talk the same way. Right. If you're somebody at the company, I'm going to talk the same way. But staying consistent with really growing who I was. Okay. And that's kind of for us as as men, black men or mm-hmm. whatever, we we kind of lack that kind of vulnerability. Yeah, for sure. But then also on how to learn how to grow. Yep. Like in order for you to grow, you don't necessarily have to stay the same person right. um, that you are. Because right. like you said, if you want to mix it up a little bit, you have to see exactly where you're going yep. and project that yep. and mimic certain things and their behaviors, their their rituals and Absolutely. be like, okay, so this is something that I know that I can do and yep. I know it's something that I have inside of me yep. to go ahead and, and move forward. Um, and so with that being said, a lot of things in our community and the black community, we've never seen just from my standpoint. Yep. I've never seen how the black community, the men in our in our families or in our churches per se, they never really prepared us to be men that is devoted to marriage. Right. They always kind of put it the onus on the woman. Yep. To make sure, you know, woman got to be working, and she has to be able to be found. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Always. Um, they always put the onus on the women, but for the men, they kind of give us free range, you know, to sow our, our royal oats mm-hmm. and yep. do whatever. Um, do you see that being like a, a problem? Absolutely. I think the the black church specifically has so many flaws. Mm-hmm. And it's not from the standpoint of like, that's why we don't need to go to church. Like, no, you should still go to church, even though there's issues. But I think that there are inherent problems that date all the way back from slavery mm-hmm. into the reason that we have these subcultures inside of a church so you know you could clearly say okay is it different denominations but i believe that there are subcultures within a lot of these churches because some churches depending on different denominations y'all still have that same mindset right um but as it relates to women and men in this relationship and marriage like yeah the onus is too much on a woman like at the end of the day like Whoever said that you can't say hi to a man and you can't approach him and say, hey, I want to just have coffee. Mm-hmm. I want to get to know you. Like, there's nothing wrong with that, you know. But then at the same time, a man, I feel like we need to really step up and play the role that God wanted us to play mm-hmm. as black men. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not whites. Like, it is what it is. Like, we're not Hispanic. Like, no matter how much we try, the reality is, we are going to get racially profiled. It don't matter if it's every 
other nationality try to treat us right, like we're going to get profiled. Right. So with that same point, we had to know who we are in our homes. Mm-hmm. We're powerful. We have strength. We have the ability to change the whole atmosphere. But if we're from the pulpit specifically and leaders within the church constantly telling the women, like, just wait, just wait, just wait. Then now you have these women 40, 50, 60 years old still waiting, waiting for somebody because they feel like my pastor, my leader, who I believe has the word of God inside of them, told me to do it like this. And yes, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. So I definitely think there's an opportunity for leadership there. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that it's so drastic to the point where you have to listen specifically to everything your leader or pastor said, because you got to see God for yourself. Right. Okay. Now, let's talk about in the the black community. Yep. Like me, I didn't really have my pops around. Um, and so my environment was brothers, uncles cousins and friends yeah um and so in the black community they always want to make sure or like oh you want to get as many girls as you possibly can Mm. but i've never really seen a true committed monogamous relationship especially black marriages so when you were pursuing your first wife Mm -hmm. um what what was going on in your mind like did you have those examples of like what a successful marriage look like or did you seek out counseling wisdom or for those men mm-hmm. that were already in that position or in that space yeah so that's a good question yeah definitely you know i was a minister during the time with um, when i first met my first wife so i definitely tried my best to see god at salt wise counsel but you know this is going to dive into like almost like some top secret information what I'm about to talk about but um <laughs> you know I was a minister at the word church mm-hmm. and have so much respect for Pastor Vernon his wife the members but I had made a lot of mistakes with relationships mm-hmm. early on and um had a stigma against me that I just talked to a bunch of women inside the church which it really wasn't that many, but that was just a stigma. Um, and every time I would bring someone to Pastor, like he would have his opinion. And although I knew ultimately I needed to see God, that opinion was stronger than God's voice. Mm. So when he would say, no, nah, I don't think that's right for you she don't look good enough for you she got this uh, it should be better like you don't need to settle Mm -hmm. but I'm thinking like well I like this girl like she don't like no I don't see that for you then like okay so I fought so hard to prove to him and the members wrong that I was somebody different Mm -hmm. that when I met my first wife I remember praying, God said, say, God, like, this is my wife, like, what should I do? He was like, you can definitely marry her, like, she's not perfect. And I said, okay, so, okay, like, I can do it? <laughs> she's not perfect, Manny. I said, okay. Yeah. And so, long story short, getting into that relationship, there were definitely... I would say like some warning signs, but it was more so 
me like I'm a mighty man of God. Mm-hmm. I can pray her through this. I can deal with this stuff like I'm good. I can do it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a man. I can do that. I can mm-hmm. fix this. But there was some stuff that only God could really do inside of her. Um, and we it just became very conflicting. So, you know, the problem, Marcus, honestly, is that, like, you, as a single man, you are seeking God, seeking counsel, but you have to realize that those conversations with God is much more important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, w- I would agree with you. Um, cause I'm kind of like on my second stint of trying to do relationships the right way mm-hmm. and the godly way. Yeah. And the, and the first time that I did it, I was a babe in Christ mm. and I s- was hearing him, mm-hmm. but also listening to what other people were saying too. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this relationship, her and I, we decided not to be intimate with each other. Gotcha. And so I wanted to kind of like fall and love and get to know her mm-hmm. holistically yep. and not just because of what we did in the sheets. That's awesome, so, yeah, for sure. Um, and so I kept listening to the opinions and the thoughts of others mm-hmm. because my maturity level in God was just so small at that baby status yep. that anything that anybody said to me was like, yo, God said this, It's like, obviously, that. because they know more, they've been in their word longer, so they know what you should do. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I did. I'm like, God, is this it? Is this it? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought I heard him. Mm-hmm. Like, this was it. This is supposed to be your wife. Yep. But, unfortunately, things didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time I've admitted this mm-hmm. on on record. Mm-hmm. That it took me a long time to get over that. Mm-hmm. A long time. At least eight years. Just mm-hmm. for the simple fact, like, I was still believing. Yeah. And hoping, like, yo, yeah, for sure. if God said this was it, for sure. then this was it. But, you know, we sort of remain friends in that breakup process, but it just didn't work out. Yeah. And I'm just like, yo, God, like, how are you supposed to be almighty, all-knowing, and you said that this was yeah. it for me, Yeah. but then all of a sudden, I'm broken. And Marcus was so interesting, and... This is a great interview, by the way. Like, I'm really enjoying this. Um, Here's what's really interesting. Probably about four or five years ago, I got this revelation from a guy. He said, you know, Manny, remember when I told you that she wasn't perfect? I said, yeah. He's like, the problem is nobody's perfect. And I said, well, yeah, that makes sense, Lord. Like, whatever. Like, make the point. (laughs) And he said, here's the point, Manny. Since nobody's perfect, they're also not robots. Mm -hmm. So I can say, Marcus, that's your wife right there. If both of y'all continue to operate the way I want you to, and you go down this road. But Marcus, because she's not a robot, I can't force her to do anything. So if her heart begins to change and go different ways, if she begins to get into some other stuff, if she starts following different religion, if she ends up turning gay, I can't control any of that. Mm-hmm. I can just love her the way that I've been loving her, but she's not a robot. So I think that it's very possible for God to say, yes, that's your husband, yes, that's your wife, but they're not robots. So if they choose to go down a road that's contrary to where y'all are supposed to be headed, and y'all don't end up getting married, it doesn't mean that I never said. 
that that was your wife. It's the choice of the person and the direction that they go and what they follow. I got it. Because it's almost like God can have that job. Yes, you can work it. Like, well, Lord, if if they was gonna fire me, like, cause you was coming like to work, like, mm-hmm. that's why you got fired. But I said that was your job, though. But I'm not gonna control things and people just to bring about my will. I want you to walk in my will, and I'm gonna help you and grace you through all these difficulties that you experience. And you hold on to that promise, just like the ram in the bush. People think that 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 the ram in the bush situation, when God provided, that wasn't like an easy provision. He still had to get the ram out of a bush. And rams have these circular things. So if they're wrapped inside a bush, I literally almost killed myself to get this blessing. Mm-hmm. But I know God said it was mine. Yeah. That's funny we talked about that. My pastor was preaching about that last Sunday. Mm. About the ram and the bush. But, and it's, and it's so interesting to say, like, God revealed to you that we're not robots. And to go off of that, when her and I broke up, I, I had walls up. Mm. I had defense mechanisms up. Mm. So, if anyone came to me it's like yo I'm trying to be in a relationship with you I'm like nah I'm good because I'm waiting mm-hmm. you know on mm-hmm. for my wife quote unquote to come back to me yeah. and so I've missed multiple relationships mm-hmm. good ones mm-hmm. that I couldn't that I could have gotten into but once I realized it wasn't it that's when I kind of resorted back to what was comfort for yeah. me yeah. And then that was, you know, multiple relationships, not real relationships, mm-hmm. situationships or whatever. Yep. Um, and then now being in the church. Yeah. And that stigma is like you hurt, but you don't want people in your business. Mm-hmm. And the way that you cope with it is either drinking, sex, mm-hmm. smoke or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. we don't want the condemnation yeah. of people yeah. because people, we're going to always have people's thoughts in our yeah. minds. Yeah, for sure. Because it's always going to trump our yeah. our thoughts. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, you know, I'm a minister. I'm a, I'm an elder. I'm mm-hmm. a preacher. Mm-hmm. And I'm single. But the women that are attracted to me, they not are attracted to me, but they are attracted to, to the, anointing. the anointing that's on yeah. me. Yeah. And so, okay, God. Mm-hmm. I got enough strength. I'm waiting for my wife. I'm doing your will. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, one person, you start talking to them. That doesn't work. And then all of a sudden, you feel like your name now becomes mm-hmm. tainted. And and you know what? And, and that's such a problem in our black church. Because if it was on the opposite end, like, a, like guys, like you met a guy named Manny. And y'all was cool. You met him at the library. Y'all was kicking it. Y'all was cool. Then after a couple of months, you're like, nah, Manny cool, but I'm going to fall back a little bit. Then there was this dude named Tim. And y'all start kicking it and hanging out and playing basketball together. He worked with you. So that's how y'all know each other. But y'all don't talk as much no more. Mm-hmm. Then was another guy. And then girls can do it to girls. But nobody ever says anything. Like, I thought you and Rebecca was kicking it. Like, yeah, like, wait, I just don't talk to her like that. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You'll never say... <sighs> You kind of funny acting like you be having too many friends. You always got a new friend. 
We don't do that. Yeah. But I don't know why it's labeled like that in the black church. Like, I'm trying to discover and get to know these individuals. Mm -hmm. And especially if you're not having sex, you're not touching, kissing, then extremely appropriate. But you go out to dinner with somebody, find out it didn't work. You go out to dinner, movie, coffee, three months, like, no, this ain't it. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's okay. But it's like, no, you got to wait for your wife. So you want me to literally just wait, wait around until I feel the Holy Spirit speak and say, that's your wife. And then this person also has to agree, Marcus, that I'm their husband Mm -hmm. because they got to see God. Mm -hmm. And then if I come to them and say, hey, I've been praying about you. You don't know me from Adam, but God said that I'm your husband. And they're going to look at you like you crazy. You crazy. And then let's just say they're in a vulnerable state. So then now they're like, yes, I have been praying for God to reveal my husband. Okay, cool. But it, what if that was never it? But only because that was a desire so strong for her that she would have accepted anybody that came. Mm-hmm. Because that's where a lot of black women get to this point where they're like, God... I don't care about looks. It's not about looks. It's about the heart. So they get some ugly dude to be their husband. And they like, it wasn't about that. But let's just say you was all deep inside the spirit that day. But then now you're out of it. And you're like, that he ugly. <laughs> like, my God. Like, what? What is this? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I get it. Uh, so, in, in your opinion, mm-hmm. what do you feel are, like, some steps to help us men, black men, to prepare ourselves into that that relationship and become one with another person yeah. to be the head of the household and be that protector, yeah. that provider. So, like, in your opinion, yeah. like, what do you think are certain steps? I think that we need to reverse engineer this whole thing that we've been taught. We've been taught to, you know prepare yourself and, and go to marriage conferences and learn about marriage and see what it needs where you need to be a husband and how does it look to be this and that sounds good in theory mm-hmm. but Marcus if we begin to just literally work on ourselves and become the best person that we're supposed to be it doesn't matter who we're in a relationship with it's going to work and be successful because you're constantly working on you if you're dealing with unforgiveness bitterness that you might have in your life you're learning how to love people properly you're learning how to be giving how to be caring all the stuff to talk about in the word if you can begin to master that and master yourself self-control all of that then when you meet this person it's like hey how you doing like hey i'm just gonna get to know you for the rest of my life wow instead of like mm-hmm. oh i gotta help you deal with this and you gotta help me deal with this because we got all this junk like let's just learn Let's just live the rest of our lives just learning each other and, and falling more in love. So step by step, day by day. Yeah. Because I think the thing, what we do, we look at like bigger pictures and like projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if we look at things as a big project, mm-hmm. we kind of bypass the first, you yeah. know, the five Very true. steps. And then if we skip that, we get to like stage eight. It's like, and you come up with like finances, but that was a test mm-hmm. in like stage one. Yeah. That you were supposed to kind of deal with, mm-hmm. and then you come up with self confidence. That should have been something that you should have dealt with within yourself. Exactly. You you get what I'm saying? Exactly. And so, 
what I hear you saying in the whole process is something has to shift mm -hmm. within our minds yep. in order for us to, like you said, prepare ourselves, yep. not just to love the person that God has placed in front of us, mm -hmm. but first you got to love who you are. Yep. Yeah. Like know your flaws, know your yeah. weakness, know your strength, yeah. know know your triggers. Like get to the point, Marcus. It's probably crazy I'm saying this. Like, love yourself like Kanye left himself. Like, you like think you the ish. Like, mm -hmm. you gotta be like it I don't know where something that has switched for me, but it really helped me in my business, with my marriage, everything. When I became more confident, I was just looking myself in the mirror one day like Man, it's okay. You short, you bald, you got a beard, you got gray in your beard now. You got hair all over your chest, all over your arms, they're all over your legs. Like, it's kind of nasty. You got a lot of hair on you. But that's who you are. Like, you got a big, big toe on both ends. Like, don't nobody need to see this, but, like, it's real. Like, you got skinny little chicken legs. Like, this is you. You got a big belly right now until you lose it. Mm. That's you, Manny. Right. And I was like, and I'm like, you so much, dude. Mm. Like, you so raw. Like, I love looking at you. Mm. Like, if I was a woman, I would definitely date you, Manny. Because you, you raw. Everything about you. I like the way you dress. All of that. It's so dope. Mm. When I finally started doing that, things started unlocking in so many other areas. My marriage got better because my wife wasn't trying to pacify me trying to build me up and make me feel more confident. She didn't have to play this role. Like what we end up doing in marriage, man, Marcus is so messed up is when we not right within ourselves, we make our spouse perform every single day. Hey, how you doing today? I just want to tell you, you look so handsome. You look so amazing today. I, I, I love you so much. Was that enough? Do you need me to act a little bit more to wow. make you feel better? When you get off work. Hey, <laughs> I just want to tell you that you're so great. You're so amazing again. So it's like this whole five love languages thing is raw. I love it. But we can't romanticize this thing either where it's like I have to work so hard to give you these things because you're not doing it for yourself. And instead of you doing the hard part, like seeking God, spending some time fasting, meditating on his word, reading books, trying to heal, then you make that person heal you. That's good. <laughs> because we don't deal with it. The person now has to act in order for us to build what yep. we're lacking. And then you say stuff like, and, and I've done it from experience. Man, but you seem so insecure. You seem like you got trust you. It's because you, mm -hmm. you don't do this. If you make me feel better about myself, then I won't struggle through these things. I don't have confidence. I want my self-esteem. Well, if you spoke my love language more, then I would feel better mm -hmm. about myself. No, I got to speak that love language to myself because I know that I need it. And Marley is not always going to be around. So what am I going to do on my way to work when I'm feeling down? Mm -hmm. hey, hey, babe, can you tell me how great I am again? Please. I need this because I'm not going to have a good day if you don't. Right. And, and even though that comes with the change of mindset, yep. one thing that men hate one word that we hate to use is vulnerability yeah always mm -hmm. um like i hate to use it mm -hmm. but i'm starting to think of it now yep. not as a it's, yeah. as a bad thing yeah but it's just more so like of empowering thing because exactly. once you become vulnerable to what growth is saying to yep. you mm -hmm. and how you have to mature in yep. vulnerability yep absolutely then you now 
become free, yep. you know, in your mind, free from the thoughts of what other people said that mm -hmm. you were going to be. Mm -hmm. You'd be like, yo, I really don't have to. Exactly. I don't have to settle for what exactly. you said. I don't have to settle yep. for what I have done. Yep. And so now vulnerability, yep. transparency, mm -hmm. and knowing your true identity because you spent time with God. Yep. And I think once we as men begin to understand the concept is that I have to present my brokenness to him. That's it. Yep. Then in my brokenness, because he's a perfect being. Mm -hmm. He takes yep. all my brokenness Absolutely. and heals me. Yep. And to the point, like, I know that you may struggle in, in trust issues. But if you trust me mm -hmm. to fix you, mm -hmm. then now I can fix your heart so that you can love yep. somebody. Yep. And it's so deep, Marcus, because us as men, we'll even lie to God about who we are. Bruh, like, I've done it. You go to him and pray, hey, Lord, I just want to say you so awesome you're so amazing you're so loving blah 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 and i just want to pray with my family because i don't want to be selfish lord I just care about everybody else. no nick you need some help yourself god forget everybody else and i'm not even starting this prayer with you so holy you're so great you're so awesome you know that i need to get right into it i got some issues mm -hmm. i was just snapping at my wife my attitude is bad i know i still got some trust issues please work on my heart tell me what i need to do let's put together a strategy and plan i ain't getting off my knees until you give me some type of plan and strategy a youtube video to watch who to talk to you gonna give me something i need it I'm not, no, I am being selfish right now. I need to think about myself because the problem is I've been thinking about so many other people first mm -hmm. that since I did that, I didn't think that I was important. Mm -hmm. And then when I thought that I might be important, then it was like, no, what a good Christian thing to do is to care about everybody else first. No, but bruh, if you don't take care of yourself first, self-preservation, mm -hmm. then you can't take care of nobody else. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah. Take care of yourself. Spend time with him. Yep. And, and be like crazy vulnerable. Like tell him every single look, fellas, this listener. If you know your Instagram, looking at inappropriate women, he saw it too. He's looking at the same thing you're looking at. Like he's your guy. Your spirit is attached. Don't go to him like. Yeah, Lord, you know, there's some issues with them. No, I keep looking at the girl. Matter of fact, I'm going to call the name out. This particular girl on Instagram, I keep looking at her. I keep going to her page. Tell me what I need to do. Blocking her don't work because I know she's on the blacklist now, Lord. I can just always go to the blacklist. <laughs> Tell me what I need to do. Yeah. And and some people will take... And see, this is the problem too, Mark. It's like we, we were talking about at the beginning of this interview, how you start taking on the opinions of other people. Somebody else might say, when you tell them, Oh, man, you just need to get off Instagram. You need to take Instagram fast. No, that's not the problem. Mm -hmm. I need to learn how to control myself right. so I don't even want to go to her page no more because I realize that this isn't good for me. It's not helping me. My mind is all messed up. I need to be working on my podcast. I need to be working on my business. I need to be working on this. I can't do that because I'm so focused on going to this girl's page. And then I hit the little arrow down and show me all the other girls just like her. So then now it's like an hour or two to spit and me just looking at bras. I'm in a rabbit hole. And I need you to fix that part right now because I need help. I can't do it by myself. I messed up. I'm really nasty, Lord. And because of all my nastiness, I'm not sure if I'm ever going to have a successful relationship because I don't want to get married and I still have all these nasty thoughts, Lord. Mm -hmm. So it's like work on me instead of like work on them. No, work on me right now. And I'm going to tell you everything that's going on that you already know, you already see. 
And I'm going to bring it up to you because I want myself to hear it too. Mm-hmm. I want myself to say, dude, you struggled through masturbation. You was looking at pornography. You was looking at Snazzy Girl on Instagram. Or you was cheating on your taxes. Like, you just submitted your taxes and you cheated on them. What's up, bro? Like, you left from work early because you saw your boss leaving. So you're like, I'm about to leave early, too. Like, you weren't Mm -hmm. supposed to leave. And you lied on your time clock. Like, it's tons of things that we do that we need to just go to God and be like, look, this is it. This is it. And in doing that, you hear it. So now you're more accountable. Like, that dude, you is like, we messed up. Yeah. And accountability too is yeah it's, it's major it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's major yeah. and it's another word too yeah it's like yo I really don't want to be accountable mm-hmm. and and so I, I was talking to somebody and I had told them like look I'm trying to do this thing all the way right yep and it's like well you just need to start surrounding yourself mm-hmm. and making yourself That's, accountable it's so good yeah to those great that advice you aspire great advice to yeah. be yeah and great so advice. even when you agreed to do this. I'm like, yo, this is big for me. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, when we, when you and I, we met at uh, at Ashley's apartment, mm-hmm. that was about, like, four or five years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, long time ago. And, you know, we kind of fell off, and it was, like, through through IG, Facebook, or whatever. But now, just to see how mm-hmm. you have evolved and see how I'm evolving, like, God's timing is just so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and it's incredible yeah. and crazy at the same time. Yeah. Because like once you sync up with people that can like pour into you and then speak life into you. Yeah. And especially where you want to go, then that's where you begin to rewrite the narrative. Yeah. I love it. That's I where you begin it. to rewrite the narrative because yeah. now the markets that grew up, like I see people. Some of them still are not married. They still mm. doing the same thing as we mm. was doing when we was in high school. Yeah, yeah. And and now, because I have found, or in the process of finding my identity, yeah, and understanding like who I am and like my transparency, yeah, I can go back to them and be like, "Yo, bro, this is what I'm doing. Mm. And if I can do this, mm-hmm. you may not believe in God yet, right. but if I live out my life, yeah." As an example, exactly. Then we can do the same thing. So you rewrite. I love it. You I rewrite it. the narrative. You know, and that, that's so good that you said that. And I guess this is kind of like the evangelistic plug, that, and it's just a straight rhema from God, that, because like, I always tell my clients, I want people to fall in love with your brand. And if you stay consistent with who you are, the right people that want that type of person to who you are, they're gonna come to you. And then when it comes time to you selling stuff like you can have boo boo on a stick mm-hmm. if they fell in love with you they want what you got yeah and i think that there are thousands and thousands and probably millions since the beginning of people that got saved just because of the walk that somebody else had they like man i want what you got like so if it think about think about ruth when she was following um her mother-in-law mm-hmm. she like no, I want your guy gonna be my guy. Mm-hmm. Like she never said, like I'm gonna get saved. She like, no, your guy gonna be my guy. If that's what you do. I know your spirit. I know yes, how sir. kind you are. Yes, I know sir. how loving you are. I know how you've been there for me. You show me the fruit of the spirit without me knowing it was called the fruit of the yes, spirit. Sir. I want that. So if we begin to walk the way we're supposed to, we don't even need to tell people about Jesus. Mm-mm. They gonna come to us and say, 
who do you serve? Like, what's going on in your life? Like, oh, well, I'm just, I just love my wife. At the, no, but it's, it's something deeper. Like, oh, I'm a Christian. I love God, and I listen to him every day. I need to do that, too. Because mm-hmm. what's all on your life, I want some of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I, I'll, I'll lead into the segue. I, from a far distance, yeah. appreciate, you know, what you and your wife have. Amen. Like... For y'all to be as ambitious as you are, Amen. as transparent as you are, mm-hmm. to talk about all of the stuff that has happened prior to the marriage, mm-hmm. and then now what's going on, even while you're still trying to run yep. a business mm-hmm. and, a, and an empire, yep. quote unquote, yep. you know, like, I look at that, I'm just like, yo, these two, to me, as a young couple, as a blended family mm-hmm. out here doing it and they're vulnerable and transparent and accountable but they don't let none of that stop them mm. and keep going and so I appreciate that. that's that's one thing that I kind of like admire I appreciate that. A, a, about that so like whatever y'all have going on for now this year to the end of next year and your two year plan five year plan like I know it's gonna be incredible. Amen. You know it's it's gonna be incredible. So, but before we wrap up, um, how you were married first, mm-hmm. got a divorce, and then you're married again. Yeah. So how was that that process for you, and where you are now? Did you ever imagine that? No. No, I definitely never imagined any of this. Uh, yeah, when I um I was single, I put on Facebook, and I said um I'm not going to date anybody for like I don't know how long I said like a year or two years, and then shortly after I ended up running into my wife at this conference we were both speaking at, and when I first saw, I was like, dang, what's that? Now look, on the flyer before I got there, I was like, ain't no cute girls at the conference, so this is going to be me and you, Lord. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but then when I saw I was like, hey, she wasn't on the flyer. But then I was like, oh, she was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all that story, but we ended up getting married a year later from the first day we met. And none of this I could have ever imagined. Like, I didn't want to even date somebody because of the stigma of, like, you know, there were church people and everybody else in the city to know me. Like, you was bad at relationships. You finally got married. We said, go, Mandy. We're proud of you for finally doing the right thing. And then you got divorced. So, mm-hmm. good job. You failed again, Manny. And then my mom even said, like, don't introduce me to nobody else. I don't even want to meet them. Like, after your marriage with your first wife, uh-uh. I don't want nobody else crazy. And she, for about six, seven months, like, did not accept my wife at all. And that was very difficult because I was like, me and my mom, like, we're not even all that cool. Like, we talk, but it's like, I'm trying to, like, get cooler with you. And for you to say this, I'm about to cut you off, too. So, like, don't play. Mm-hmm. But she finally ended up accepting. It was like, and she told me just recently, you know, that was the the best decision you could have ever made. Like, your wife is incredible. I'm so proud of you. And that felt so good to hear her say that. But it was very difficult, though, Marcus. Like, I didn't think that I would have a successful um, marriage. And I felt like because she's so different that all of our issues 
from the past would like collide. But it's like I loved her through a lot of difficult things mm-hmm. that she felt like it would be hard for me to accept. Mm-hmm. But the stuff that seemed easier for her is like, no, this is an issue for me. I don't like this. And you're not going to do this no more. Blah, 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 blah. Because that was a challenge. So it's like as guys start doing all this other stuff, it was only because we like really start seeking him. And being bold enough to deviate from everybody else's plan was for us. Like, God, what are you saying? Oh, you don't want us to do it like this? Okay, cool. We're going to do major ministry outside the church. Mm-hmm. Like, and to this day, like, we don't have a home church. And this is where God has us. Mm-hmm. Like, and I definitely suggest everybody stay in the Word of God. Go fellowship with believers. Go to a church. But he doesn't have us in a church that we're members at. And that was very uncomfortable for me because I've been a deacon, a minister. I've been in church. And he said, what I'm doing right now, I can't have other people's voices inside your ear. Mm-hmm. So I need you to step away. And when I tell you to go back and be a member and to be in ministry, you're going to do that. But not right now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Bro, I greatly appreciate it. This was really fun. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for sharing your story. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, y'all... Check them out. Um, give us your yeah. Website. So so my website is www.mannyhall.com. It's Manny with a Y. Facebook is Manny Hall. Instagram is Manny underscore Hall. And I'm on Twitter too. I don't post there as much, but it's uh, author Manny Hall on Twitter. Okay. And plug for your other business. Yeah. So Manny Hall and Associates. If you guys need help with any social media strategy, marketing, branding, please talk to me. Um, I will help you tell your story in a very effective way on social so that you can have opportunities to get more sales and more leads coming into your business. All right, y'all. Y'all heard it here first. Um, Manny Hall is the first guest speaker. um, And this is a man that kind of helped me push to get this off the ground. Um, and I believe he'd be able to help you do the same thing. Um, once again, man, I'm honored that you was on here. For sure. Greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, y'all. Catch you back. Peace. Peace.